Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, everybody, now that the Valentine's Day sugar rush has worn off, it's February 15th, the Afternoon Rush 2024. We've got all your entertainment news in one place. It's power journalist Dave Neal. All right, let's get into it. And by the way, run, don't walk to Reality Steve's podcast today if you want to hear his conversation with a psychologist, a psychologist that was a multiple-time guest on Jane Doe's podcast, now gives her insight as to what the hell might be going on. I'll be playing a clip of that podcast, but I do have to recommend you go listen to the full conversation yourself. Of course, Reality Steve, bringing the goods today. I'm going to share some updates regarding yesterday's very tragic shooting that took place um, in Kansas City following the Super Bowl parade, plus some other entertainment news that might be a little less serious. First, let's start off with Bill Skarsgård, arrested for drug possession Find $4,000 in Sweden. I mean, gosh, what was he arrested for? Was it fentanyl, cocaine, crack? Uh, was he doing horse tranquilizer? What's that? It was marijuana. Arrested in Sweden. I mean, come on, we love Sweden, but we're really getting a little, we're doing arrests for the old devil's lettuce? You got to be kidding me. Law enforcement sources tell us the 33-year-old actor was arrested in October for possessing 2.43 grams. Oh, well, if it's 2.43 grams at Orlando Airport in Stockholm and was sentenced on Wednesday, of course, Bill Skarsgård uh, played uh, the clown. What's the guy named It? Uh, Bozo? What else the, the clown's name? And, of course, a million other great roles. Um, we're told that he was ordered to pay a fine and will not face jail time. Well, you know, all of that getting arrested, you know, you might as well just smoke some weed and calm down a little bit. Uh, oh, they took your weed too? Okay, well, well, I guess you're just shit out of luck. Well, J-Lo and Ben Affleck, uh, I guess J-Lo is discussing how she postponed the wedding to Ben Affleck. Of course, this was 20 years ago. And now in hindsight, she explains why that went down. Have a listen. You couldn't honestly say at the time, we're, we're breaking up. We got work to do. I'll see you back here in no, 20 years, baby. No, like no, this, no. I'm like, not saying that. I'm saying that in retros. But yeah. now looking back on it, yeah, yeah. I realized that what it was at that moment, it was just a heartbreak like we for some reason we just can't make it it's too much the world is too much this is too much i gotta you ask know, you a question at this I'm point too about much, that he's though. too much you know like it's if for you to break up three days before the wedding yeah the pressure that was piled upon you caused the wedding to be called off but i never really understood there's a difference between calling off a wedding which is up until three days before still going ahead mm -hmm. under pressure mm -hmm. perhaps in helicopters in the event of mm -hmm. a century or whatever yeah <laughs> You broke up. You didn't just call the wedding off. Yeah. You called the whole thing off. Let's call yeah. the whole thing off. I th we, we didn't break up right at that moment. It, ha it happened over the series of the next few months. Right. Because what it did it was it casted doubt in me and both of us about what our relationship was and where it was going, I think. I tell you what, if I ever broke up days before my wedding, I would not even want to cook dinner. I would be forced to get Factor, a new great way to not have to cook at night, ready to eat meals, make eating better every day easy. Whether tomorrow you want, listen, I mean, because you know, people spend a lot of money on takeout, people spend a lot of money getting all the stupid little ingredients to make the new chicken cacciatores or whatever. How about this? The, the food 
comes to your door uh, in a nice little recyclable cooler, and all you got to do is pop it in the microwave. It's ready to go. Two-minute meals, fuel up fast with Factors, restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. You know, along with their full meals, we've actually got some of their juice kits, which are just incredible. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals, 100% ready to heat and eat. Head to factormeals.com slash rushhour50 and use code rushhour50 to get 50% off. That's code rushhour50 at factormeals.com slash rushhour50 to get 50% off. You like that ad? That was a pretty good ad. I thought we nailed it right there. Let's finish the thought from JLo. And... I wanted to, I knew in my heart that I wanted to be with him for the rest of my life. I knew that. Um, but it didn't feel like we were going to make it. Mm. And so it scared me. It was very hard. It was a very kind of sad moment of letting go of somebody that you truly love because you just can't figure it out. You just don't have the capacity and the ability at that moment emotionally to figure it out. We just weren't mature enough in that way. Even though I, he was in his late 20s, I was in my early 30s, it still, it wasn't, we weren't ready to deal with and look at each other and go, what we have is real. Mm. We need to buckle down. Do we work. need to do some work. Mm. We didn't, we didn't, we just weren't there yet. Yeah. And I mean, look, he, I don't know what sobriety has to do with it. I think he's sober now. And at the time, you know, he, we've got that meme of Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette, standing outside of his house, which again, terrible, terrible that audiences have used that as a meme because it was a guy probably at his lowest, but, uh, it's got to be a hell of a, it's a hell of a thing for celebrities with all of the, uh, being pulled in different directions. It, it's got to be a hell of a thing for a relationship to work out. So how cool to see that while it took 20 years, you know, he ended up with, um, Jennifer Gar, what's her name? Gar Garnett, Garner, Jen Gardner, 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 you know, the lady from that, um, Allstate commercial, <laughs> I'm messing it all up, you know, whatever, uh, Citibank, whatever commercial she's doing, they've got beautiful kids and, um, and it sounds like they cope parent just fine um of course jennifer gardner um and Je and ben affleck there you know i remember when i stood in on um the town uh, the ben affleck directed movie the town i remember at lunch seeing ben affleck and jennifer gardner um sitting together is that her name i'm still not sure either way they looked happy at the time but now j-lo and ben affleck are back and again i don't think we're giving it too much as much love as we should i mean that that they were that that'd be like justin timberlake and uh britney spears getting back together which by the way that will never happen. All right. Uh, my my fans on the Patreon love my segues. If you guys don't know, Patreon gets to watch me make the episodes. I mean, you got me hanging out here. You hear that? I got my stopwatch for my ad reads. I mean, it's it's really a one-man uh, ADHD, just uh, real clusterfuck, if I could ever, if I could be quite honest with you guys. Um, on today's Patreon, I did discuss further in depth the people in Clayton Eckerd's um, you know, his paternity case with Jane Doe has inspired many uh, people to air out their grievances that they have with Jane Doe. Not in the way where it's just everyone piling on hate, but, you know, developing framework, building a character, who she is. And we talked more about that on the Patreon, including um, what her nickname was from when she lived in this building to uh, who had the cops called on them. And, you know, we're just getting more information, which is helping us learn more about 
this current case. Uh, before I get into some of the other heavy topics, let's take this moment now as we, we kind of do this improv style where we just bounce around and let's take this moment to listen to what was said on Reality Steve's podcast regarding uh, Clayton's accuser, Jane Doe. As mentioned, Reality Steve had Dr. Katherine Sanderson on his podcast, professor of psychology, uh, I believe at Princeton, right? Do I have that right? She got her PhD from Princeton. And she was also interviewed twice by Jane Doe on Jane Doe's award-winning podcast. Here's now what she has to say about what the heck might happen going forward. Yeah. Um, you know, running this up the flagpole, and she is, she is very likely to stall this out. I mean, at, just as the example of, like, she keeps trading lawyers, right? Like, she fires somebody, she hires a new one, you know, et cetera. Um, all of this, again, she is probably on some level enjoying. I mean, remember, after this week, was it this week or maybe it was last last week, um, Dave Neal's suit got dismissed, and then she posted a giant thing on Medium about cyberbullying, right? Yeah. Or like no, it's mostly all about Dave. Up. Yeah, it was a whole article about Dave. All about Dave, but without mentioning Dave. Yeah. So again, that would suggest he's not taking this as the I've learned my lesson. I should be quiet, right? It's like the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. She dumps the case, and yet <laughs> the very next day, it's like, hey, this is what I've been dealt with, and this is the guy that this is what the guy has been doing to me for the last you know, four or five months. And I was just like, you got right. to be kidding me. You're just shaking your head at that. And you're just like, not, uh, I've learned my lesson. This case is dismissed. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm going to go quietly into that good night. <laughs> go quietly into that good night. Not something we expect to happen with Janie Dodo bird, but also very interesting to hear from Dr. Catherine. Again, go check out that full interview on Reality Steve's podcast to get a little insight, you know, because like, like I've said before, how interesting, I'm sure, I'm sure when Jane Doe had Dr. Katherine Sanderson on her podcast, they were introducing Dr. Katherine as some real credible psychologist. She's a professor. She knows what she's talking about. Now, all of a sudden, Dr. Katherine Sanderson is of the mind that Jane Doe's full of shit making everything up and needs to touch sand and get uh, a dose of reality. I'm sure Jane Doe is now thinking, F that girl. She doesn't know what she's talking about. You know what I mean? Either way, how fascinating. How fascinating indeed. We'll have to see. I was told there were some new motions that were signed, some motions in the oceans regarding the Clayton Eckerd case. Uh, they haven't hit my desk yet, uh, but I wonder if they'll, um, if if the you know February twenty seventh evidentiary hearing date will happen. Maybe you know we'll 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 know soon whether or not that's going down. I have um, I I do have some breaking news. I guess I can share with you guys. Do you guys want to hear my breaking news? Um, let me see if I can get this to you. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking. Uh, do I need to speak like a uh, old school reporter? Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news in Bachelor Nation. We've received confirmation from the uh, Superior Court system of Maricopa County that we do have permission to uh, report live from outside the courthouse. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have received permission as journalists, powerful journalists, 
to report on this very public court case. We'll have to see if it goes down February 27th. I have seen very favorable flight prices to Scottsdale. And also, uh, some of you kind nature people out there have shared with me promo codes. We've got several pilots in our community that are going to let me sit on their lap, apparently. do I? Have to, how does that work? Do I need to give you a back massage for a free flight to Scottsdale? Either way, as a journalist and as someone who has had his harassment lawsuit dismissed uh, by Jane Doe, namely because I am of no threat to her, I'm just sharing the truth, we don't think there would be any problem with Jane Doe thinking about me possibly showing up just to report. You know, maybe I could get Corey Keith, her lawyer, to do an impromptu interview leaving the courthouse. Hey, maybe she'll want to do an interview leaving the courthouse. I know Clayton and maybe his lawyers would be interested in an interview. You know, when you're telling the truth, you just want to get it out there. And that's what we plan on doing is live streaming in one form or another. Maybe maybe I won't actually go to Arizona. Maybe I'll just stay where I am and we'll have someone else go to Arizona and maybe they can capture a live stream. Maybe I could uh, pay somebody to just roll camera just so we know what we're looking at, of course, publicly speaking. Either way, whether we make it or not, we actually do have um, our press approval given to us from Maricopa County. So isn't that nice? news to hear. All right, let's move it on. And okay, it's a tragic story, but there are, whenever we have tragic stories like the shooting that took place in um, Kansas City, we'll always hear stories of um, heroic acts. You know, when the Boston Marathon bombing happened, you had former NFL Patriots and, uh, and, and, and so many first responders, you know, carrying people miles to safety. And, you know, you had, you had so many stories of heroism come out of tragedy. We're going to get to a few of those today, but first, um, let's hear from, uh, I guess, the Kansas City Police Department Chief, Stacy Graves, as she met with the news to give us an update on what the heck went down. First and foremost, I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. During the overnight hours, we learned there are 23 victims of yesterday's shooting. One of our victims, Elizabeth Galvin, 43 years old, died. We are still learning about her, but know that she is beloved by many. To her friends and family, we are with you and we are working tirelessly to investigate her murder. The 22 victims age range between eight years old and 47 years old. At least half of our victims are under the age of 16. As mentioned yesterday, we have subjects detained, two of which are juveniles. We are working to determine the involvement of others. And it should be noted we have recovered several firearms this incident is still a very active investigation. We ask anyone in the vicinity of the shooting that directly witnessed the shooting incident, has any video of the shooting incident, or is a victim of the shooting who has not yet reported to police, please call this dedicated line. How senseless. Elizabeth Galvin was a 43-year-old local radio DJ 
and the death was a result of a personal dispute and not related to terror. How senseless. Jackson Mahomes, younger brother to Patrick Mahomes, has been, you know, criticized even up to this week for, you know, he's always, you know, in the news as sort of a latcher on to Patrick Mahomes, younger brother. Well, like I said, in trying times, you can see people's character. Well, he was uh, in the news, I guess, caught up in the Kansas City shooting, helped out a child, says an eyewitness. They posted this, I don't care what anyone says, but I have found a new found respect for Jackson Mahomes. Ann and I were stuck hiding with him at Union Station by the trains, and he was taking care of a child who lost his parents and helping him calm down. So these stories, they're sad, and something needs to be done. You know, personal disputes should not be fought over in any way whatsoever with gun violence. It's senseless when it's a mass shooting. It's senseless in terror attacks, and it's senseless when it's a personal dispute in a crowded area. Uh, a personal dispute between two people used to be that they would, you know, duke it out. <laughs> and, you know, this is just a scenario where no matter how you look at it, someone's going to say, well, you know, good people with guns solve the issue. And then other people are going to say, if no one had any guns, this would have never happened. I lean on the side of there needs to be, I mean, how could they be two young people were they even, we don't know their ages, so I can't, I can't really um, hypothesize too deeply, but uh, were these guns, uh, were these guns the result of proper vetting? I just think, I just think, I, I think this, if we did have proper vetting for mental health, you would hope that somebody so willing to shoot somebody else would not do that if they properly had licensed a gun. Do you know what I mean? Does this make any sense? I think we're all on the same page here. It seems like everybody wants the violence to end, and yet politically we're divided on how that should happen. The thing I like to remind people, though, is that our Congress has a lot wrong with it. Uh, and that is you know, insider trading, money that's made by trading on stocks that shouldn't be done when you're in Congress because they know information we don't and things like that. And it's also lobby groups, groups that pay a lot of money so that Congress will vote a certain way. These lobby groups uh, are health insurance companies that make billions off of us. They are uh, pharmaceutical companies that make billions off of us. And they are also the NRA, the National Rifle Association, which used to be a club where people learned how to shoot rifles. And now it is just devolved into this political divide. Uh, and they don't care about you. Every time there's a shooting, they stoke fear. Like they're going to take away your guns. And what happens? More people buy guns. Our country's never owned more guns and bullets. Now, these people that committed this atrocity by having a gunfight in a crowded area, they, they deserve hell to pay for this. And at the same time, we need to keep having these conversations. We need to follow the money where it leads to and find sensible ways to overcome these issues. Some of those sensible ways are better healthcare services. In other ways, are better restrictions on who can purchase a gun, you know? On what kind of licenses you should need and re-registering re and background checks and all these things. And again, I don't even know if they purchase these guns legally or not, but it's just a tragedy that this could have happened. We'll be back with more right after this.
I mean, how do you lighten the news from there, right? Well, Hot Wings host Sean Evans, do you remember we mentioned him a few days ago that he was dating an adult film star, Melissa Stratton? Well, he breaks up with her on Valentine's Day. Oh boy, that was a twist. Sean Evans has reportedly called it quits with adult film star Melissa Stratton just hours after their romance went public. The Hot Ones host, 37, called the adult film star on V-Day to end the relationship, telling her that the media attention over their romance prompted the split. Sources told the outlet that Evans wanted to keep his love life under wraps, but the relationship took a turn after Stratton 34 documented herself at the Super Bowl with Evans. So I guess, I mean, I don't know. Is it the shame from dating a um, a uh, porn star? I don't know. I don't know what it could have been, but it says they've only been dating for a few months anyway, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. All right, in other news, Meghan Markle lands new podcast deal eight months after Spotify dropped failed archetypes. Meghan Markle has landed a new podcast. According to Deadline, the Duchess of Sussex will now be working with Lemonada Media to release a new series while also giving listeners access to a previous Spotify show, Archetypes. The mom of two, 42, confirmed the news to the outlet, saying in a statement, I'm proud to now be able to share that I am joining the brilliant team at Lemonada to continue my love of podcasting. Does she really love podcasting? Now look, I do podcasting twice a day. I've been sucking down Ricola Ricola, as my voice slowly crumbles, I love connecting with you. Now, no knock on Meghan Markle. As you guys know, I worked with her on Suits. We're essentially best friends. I'm kidding. We maybe spoke once. I don't remember. Um, I probably was like, hi, Miss Markle. And she was probably like, uh, where's the bathroom? You know what I mean? I'm over there, uh, ma'am, princess. Uh, but either way, uh, the, the one that got away, um, I mean, I... Her, her podcast was such a failure. And didn't people say that she wasn't even present for some of the interviews, that she couldn't make it to some interviews and she was faking it? And she had like a producer ask, ask, audience, ask the guest questions and then she would come in and record her asking the questions. I mean, podcasting is about having soul. Soul with a capital S. S-O-U-L, baby, soul. And... Soul is what is taken out when uh, corporations get involved in podcasting. I mean, I'll listen to podcasts that are recorded in somebody's car over listening to corporate podcasts. And who knows, maybe she'll bring some life back into the podcast world. But uh, most people don't get a second shot at it. Maybe that's the privilege of princesshood. Bachelor fans drag Joey Grazaday for saying city built in 5900 BC has an old school vibe. You know, I was the first, I, did I pronounce his name right? I don't know. I was the first to make this joke when he was like, it's got an old school vibe. And I'm like, it's not old school. It is old. The current Bachelor mixed up Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Ruth Bader Ginsburg last week, and now he's described an ancient European city as having an old school vibe. I mean, look, that's because we live in the U.S. He's probably, you know, uh, he's not he's not from an area that, I mean, well, I mean, I guess he's from Philly, which is kind of old school for the U.S., but when you get to Europe, old school really means old school. You know, for Joey, would be like, yeah, it looked pretty old school. It kind of felt like I was in an olive garden. I went to Italy once when I did the tour of Italy and got the chicken parm you know lasagna combo um either way give it up for the blissfulness of being a young 28 years old and uh strolling through the cobblestone streets the poor guy's trying his best we like him anyway we like you joey he's batting a thousand and he's doing fantastic out there all right well it looks like we wrapped it up you can tell my voice is wrapping it up this sunday i'm going to be uh headlining a stand-up show in clarksville tennessee i'll have more information on my instagram you can go check that out shows coming up in 
Phoenix, Arizona, amongst other places. So make sure to join me on Instagram at dneals. And also don't forget, if you want more information regarding the Clayton Ecker paternity scandal, I delivered quite a bit of tea today. It's tea time, bitch. And we got all of that for you on the Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Have a fantastic day. Tell your loved ones you love them. If you don't actively tell them, how are they supposed to know? Share that love you want out there. Let's make the world a better place. I'll be back later. I'm Dave Neal. This is The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.